0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Reborn This Way, I'm Seelen, and I'm sorry I haven't posted in a while. It's been quite a bit full last month for me, and uh, this is the first chance I've really gotten to make a video. Um, it's not going to be too long, because I haven't gotten a chance to really write the video, um, or this podcast slash video, so it's, I'm just going to um, answer a question that someone posed me uh, not too long ago. Um, and basically that question is it's a typical question you get um, when when you've gone from living a homosexual lifestyle to be being a um, born-again Christian and um, the question was basically so do you believe everything God says about homosexuality in the Bible I'm like I mean short answer yes and of course I mean I'm not going to change that that answer and then you know the most often question that comes after that is well why? Um, And uh, the very short answer to that is it doesn't really matter why. Um, Because I mean if if you have to explain why every single sin in the Bible is considered a sin, you'd be sitting there with that person for a very long time and that conversation would never end and probably end with that other person getting really mad and then leaving. Uh, which usually happens when I talk about how Jesus saved me from my homosexuality anyways, because, you know, most people make, you know, sex and sexuality um, the focal point of their lives. Like, that's the the main part of their identity. And anything that that, that threatens to take that away, um, or that tells you to surrender it, um, you're going to, hurt, you know, touch some nerves, and people aren't going to like that. Um, alcoholics don't like hearing their alcoholic drug addicts don't like hearing they're drug addicts and they have a problem um homosexuals don't like hearing that they're homosexual and that they they have a problem (laughs) um and regardless of what anyone says it is a problem they might not feel it is a problem but the inner turmoil that's coming inside from from living that lifestyle and because um they know it's wrong is what i mean it, it destroys people um as I said before, um, we have the the law of God written on our hearts, whether we're saved or not. That's one of the things. Because Adam and Eve ate the apple. I mean, not the apple. We know it's not an apple. We know it's a fruit. But they ate from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. From that moment on, we've had the knowledge of what is good and what is evil written on our hearts, whether we like it or not. So we know what it is. We know what evil is. We know what good is. And we know that our hearts are pretty much inclined to evil all the time most of the time when people are doing something we consider good it's because they have something in it for themselves um they want their image to look good they want to have this uh um a positive outlook from other people you know when people talk about them they want they hope that people are talking about them because they're awesome or something um most people don't like hearing other people talk about them because they're doing something wrong um, I know in my case, I don't like being wrong a whole lot. And when I am, I get really defensive about it. <laughs> uh, and that's one of my things. And, and I, it's very hard for me to admit sometimes that I'm wrong. Um, I'm getting better at it. Um, but, I mean, it's just it's something that I've had to work on. And uh, um, most people don't want to work on those kind of things. Um, as a Christian, you know, one of the things that... Um, I was actually listening to um, who was it? Um, I can't remember if it was Ali Beth Stuckey. Um, but it was someone who who was talking about um, what a crucible is and what happens with silver. It, it's because it's in the Bible. in the Bible, they talk about silver being refined. Um, and so uh, there's a certain process when it comes to refining. and the whole point of refining is that the person who is doing the refining is there every single second because, they're, they're monitoring the impurities rising to the surface, removing the impurities, and then making sure that the metal doesn't get burned to the point where you can't use the silver. Um, and that's what Jesus does with our lives is that, I mean, first off, being a Christian isn't going to be some walk in the woods, you know, um, finding a flower and snipping it all the time and, and happy-go-lucky kind of thing. Um, but being a Christian is you're constantly going through the process of, you know, you're in the furnace, you're, the impurities are, you know, some impurities are rising up, Jesus is removing them, and, you know, he brings something else to the surface, lets you know that it's there, and, you know, removes it. It's all about becoming more and more Christ-like. Um, and the thing about, and it's not just homosexuality, let me iterate that right now, is that even though my ministry is focused towards homosexuality, there, this is, there's other sins out there, other things that our lifestyles that we do, that are wrong, that are part of the crucible process when you're a Christian, even when you're not. Again, we we know it's wrong because we've got that knowledge in us, um, and the thing that that usually people don't like hearing is that the thing that they are doing is wrong. Um, it's not good for them, and. It's, it's hurting their soul and it's tearing them apart. We don't want to omit that part. Um, and a lot of people like to go into the details about stuff. It's like if they can go to the very minutest detail of why something is the way it is, then somehow they can justify it or like, you know, it's kind of like people with science now. Um, you know, we talk about using the scientific theory in order to prove science. Um, but, you know, currently one of the the scientific understandings of like how the world is created is that, you know, it's and this, this comes from Stephen Hawking, I'm not going to quote him, but I've, I've read through it, and I know that, that he is pretty much determined that, that the complexity of how the Earth is designed, and how the, the whole universe is designed, basically, and how it formed, Is that there is no other logical thing to say that that it is from an intelligent design it's not random and um, you know in the course there are people that think that something randomly happened if you think about it you know they go the whole something comes from nothing argument well where did the nothing come from who who started the nothing into movement Um, and uh, when it comes to homosexuality we want to nitpick and get down to the dirty, the nitty-gritty, like, minute details in order to find some sort of validation in it. And, uh, usually how that ends up being is that you end up either more miserable than you were, or you do what I did and give it up to Jesus and let him take it. And, uh, you know, go back to the life that he had planned for you and and he loved for you and that's better for you. Um but people don't want to do that. I mean that's the, the biggest issue is that people do not want to surrender their lifestyles, their sexuality, their identity to someone who actually holds their identity in his hand. I mean he has who you are. He already knows who you are. Everything you're technically doing outside of his identity in you is... Making yourself a god in your own life and giving your, you know, trying to take control of something that you can't control. Um, And people, you know, one of the things I get is like, well, you can't help who you're attracted to. It's like, eh, there's a lot of things that attract me. I'm very attracted to really good books. I'm really attracted to um, certain smells. Certain smells have that attraction of, like, uh, freshly cooked. Grass, I feel like Hermione Granger, um, spearmint toothpaste. <laughs> um, but um, you know, those things that they attract—they, those are chemical reactions that attract us. There's also the visual attraction of things that you look at and you, you like. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're sexually attracted to them or that sex should be involved. Um, if that were true, then there—I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of disturbing things that are more disturbing than I've ever seen out there um to ju- that people use to justify those attractions or to act upon them um and there's nothing wrong with i I know I've said this before there's nothing wrong with agreeing that someone looks attractive they look agreeable they look you know nice um when you add things into that like oh this is what I would do or this is how I feel on top of that and let that get in the way, that's where we have our issue. When you choose to act upon uh, those attractions, um, then that's, I mean, that's where the the issue of, are you doing committed to sin? Is it, you know, something that's gonna benefit your, your life as far as it being a child of God? Is it not? If you're not a child of God, it's getting in the it's a, becoming a barrier between you and him reaching out to you cuz we don't you know there's no barrier that can stop Jesus from coming at you um, from from you know addressing you we we all have that moment we all have that moment in life where you realize who Jesus is what his, what his sacrifice was what he's calling you to be you're the true self that he's calling you to be and what stops that is yourself it's your own decision to say "Uh, i don't want that i want to do what i want to do um and i mean that's i i wish it wasn't so simple as that because it's kind of like i said it's sad um I've, i've you know i look at myself first when when it comes to this and i think of how um, sad my life was at the time when I was totally living outside of Jesus' will and, you know, not giving up my sexuality. You know, like, I was choosing to be miserable over letting homosexuality go. Um, And in hindsight, it's... You just think of the foolishness of it. Um, Why would I have let that be the thing that kept me from peace and from, from the joy of being a Christian, um, of living a lifestyle that's beneficial to me, and, you know, that Jesus had planned for me, that was, that's always been way better than what I had, uh, what I thought was good for me, um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things, you you, kind of kick yourself in the butt for it, um, I'm not, I I'm really hope I'm not, it doesn't sound too simplistic, but, it, you know, it, in reality, it is a simplistic thing. It's something that's so simple, yet we complicate. I mean, um, I've, I've, one of the things that we've been doing in, in my church has been reading through the Bible, um, and we're trying to do it in a year. I know that our pastor has so far read it, I think, four times. Uh, there's a way to read it that much. He, he has that kind of time. I wish I had that kind of time. It would be cool to read it. you know really start getting in and memorizing it but um back to the reading i you know one of the things that i've been overtly aware of is how simple god had it for the Israelites. you know you the people look at leviticus and go this is all so hard how can everybody keep all these laws and it's really not that difficult if you put you know the love of god first then it's really easy to follow the law that he put in place. I mean, you don't think about doing those things. You think about pleasing God. Um, and I think about, uh, you know, in, in every instance when when Christ, you know, or when God showed mercy to the Israelites, when they violated his law, and they kept, you know, leaving their first love, they kept um, basically prostituting themselves, to all these other gods, all these other things that they wanted to do, they were doing it to themselves. We do it to ourselves. We destroy our own lives. Jesus and God, you know, God never wants our lives destroyed. He he wants us to come to that loving relationship with him and where everything, you know, everything is in his hands, where we trust him with all that, where we just do what he says to obey is better than sacrifice, you know. To, for Jesus, he obeyed to the point of sacrifice, you know. And he did that so that we didn't have to. I mean, and we couldn't. <laughs> it's not like, oh, well, he did it so I didn't have to do it. <laughs> we couldn't even do it, you know. If you, one sin sets you apart. One sin. And as simple as that is, you know, that one time you disrespected your parents when you were, like, four years old... You already knew that it was wrong, and you still did it. That one sin sets you apart. Um, and, you know, we know at the time that we don't have to do it like that. We didn't have to act like that. We don't have to choose to act like that. And yet we do it anyways. I mean, it's, I'm probably ranting right now, and people are probably going like, eh, she's kind of getting a little bit fiery about it. I'm like, eh, but I want to get fiery about it. We should all be fiery about it. We should all, you know, first off go, what in the world were, was I thinking? You know, letting something so stupid get in the way. And I, I don't want to call homosexuals stupid. I'm calling the sin stupid and myself stupid first. I mean, people aren't people aren't stupid. It's just something stupid that gets in the way. And, um, you know, in, one of the things that I've been challenged with has been, am I showing the love that I'm supposed to show as a Christian to other people? And part of that love is telling the truth. And, you know, I don't want fear of people thinking I'm too fiery to stop me from actually saying the truth. And you know, it's it's I want to see everybody that I interact with every single day in heaven with me. I may not know you very well, I may not know you at all, and you may not be suffering from the same sin that I suffered from, you might have something else that's getting in the way of you and Jesus, but I want to tell the truth and I want you to know the truth, and I don't want you you separated like we are if we don't have Jesus. And I'll I'll end it with this, because I don't want to go too long. We'll go back, we'll turn it all back to Jesus. Jesus has a better identity in store for you than what you think your better identity is. I thought that it was the coolest thing for the longest time that I was homosexual. That, oh, look at me, I'm homosexual. I'd be call it out, I'd be like, oh, yes, but I'm homosexual. You know, I'm a homosexual Christian. I'm a lesbian Christian. That that wasn't what Jesus meant for me. And that's not what Jesus means for anybody. He wants you to live the best life that he has for you to live. We have that choice of letting him have that. You know, and it's really, you know, you know he, one of the best descriptions is that he had a, he has a gift for you. And he offers you a gift. And you can decide not to take it, take it. Basically, it's just something he's offering up until the point that you decide to take the gift and and use the gift. Everybody has that hand stretched out to them from Jesus. I mean, he died for everybody. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. He died for this whole world's sin. And he wants to use each and every single one of us, you know, intimately in a relationship with him to reach other people. If I'm not saying any of what I'm saying... And, you know, what I know from from what Jesus has done in my life and keeping it to myself, I am not living the life that Jesus had planned for me. I am not sharing the love that he showed me and offering me that gift. I can not offer that gift to you. I can talk about what that gift is. I can let you know how awesome the gift is and that the only way that you can experience it too is by accepting that same gift. But it's, it's you who's got to pick whether you're going to accept that gift or not. Um, and I pray, I plead with you guys, don't let sexuality get in the way of that gift. People do it with heterosexuality and, and promiscuous lifestyles um, and, and using the focal point of any relationship being sex and, you know, and what their gratification is. Don't let that get in the way. You know, Jesus has something so much more awesome planned in our lives, in your lives, in my life, than sex. That is not the antith- What I, I can't speak. That is not the... Um, I can't... <laughs> why can't I speak right now? That is not the epitome of what our lives are. Sex. That's... You know, it's something that he designed so that we could be fruitful and multiply and continue spreading um, the truth of who he is and his love to everybody else. I mean, that's that's not the epitome of what our lives is. Um, Don't let it be the God, the idol, the focus that gets in the way of you letting Jesus be the god of your life because um, there is only one god and jesus is a son jesus came and humbled himself and became like man became like one of us to suffer with us and to die for our sins to take up our sins on the cross with him and save us from sin that we can't save ourselves from um and i'll end it with that i, I hope i didn't rant too much it's i the, the fiery spirit that I have going on right now is uh, um, it's just something that's been getting more intense and it kind of got more intense with the, the month that I've been having as far as with work. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think about is, you know, I worry about work and then I'm like, well, work won't really matter whenever Jesus comes back like that. I mean, that job, I, I've, I've been putting it in a stressful place in my life. And that's one of the things that I've been coming to realize when, with reading my Bible and all that. It's like, it hasn't been the idol of my life, but I've been giving it undue attention as far as stress and, you know, my worry. And uh, the my fiery spirit has come from just not worrying about it anymore and going, you know what? I'm going to keep displaying who Jesus is in my life, regardless of work or not, and... I am going to make sure that I tell the truth to as many people as possible with the sincerest love that I have for people that I meet, especially those in the LGBT community who are holding on to something that is so hollow and superficial and will not save them and has nothing to do with their salvation and does nothing but get in the way of their salvation. So. I would like to say I was going to apologize for that, but I'm not because Jesus and his love is more important and your and salvation is more important. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, I hope you have a blessed week, and I will try to get another video more structured and less fiery, or at least less, more structured. We'll go with more structured and maybe as fiery um, next time. Thank you guys. Love y'all.